Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, after the royal wedding service and carriage procession, the royal run in Denmark, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's first official engagement as newlyweds, a possible royal visit to regional New South Wales, and remembering Queen Victoria and Empire Day, so stay tuned. On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British royal family update. News and views from Buckingham Palace. After the wedding service at St George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, Queen Elizabeth hosted a lunchtime reception in St George's Hall for around 600 guests. Guests who had attended the wedding service were served a selection of canapes and bowl food with sweet canapes served afterwards. Sir Elton John performed at the lunchtime reception in recognition of the close connection he has with Prince Harry and his family, including his mother Diana. The wedding cake, created by Claire Patak, was served to the guests. This light sponge cake had elderflower syrup, which was made at Sandringham from elderflower trees on the estate. The filling was made from Amalfi lemon curd and elderflower buttercream. The cake was decorated with Swiss meringue buttercream and 150 fresh flowers, mostly British ones which were in season, including peonies and roses. It sure sounds really yummy. Prince Harry and Meghan cut the wedding cake and there were speeches from the Prince of Wales and Prince Harry whilst the Duke of Cambridge was the master of ceremonies. Later that evening, Prince Charles hosted a private evening reception for 200 guests at Frogmore House for Prince Harry and Meghan and their close friends and family. The newlyweds drove from Windsor Castle to Frogmore House in a silver-blue Jaguar E-Type Concept Zero, which was made in 1968. It was later converted to electric power. The Duchess of Sussex wore a custom-made lily-white evening gown designed by Stella McCartney with a high neck made of silk crepe. Meghan now has her own page on the royal family's website as the Duchess of Sussex, including a short biography, including her education, career, charity work and official engagements. You can visit the Duchess's page by visiting www.royal.uk forward slash duchess-sussex or click on the link on our website with this week's show. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. Meanwhile in Denmark, a series of celebrations have been held to commemorate Crown Prince Frederick's 50th birthday on Saturday the 26th of May. There was the Royal Run on Monday the 21st of May, which the Crown Prince and the Crown Princess and their four children participated. The Royal Run was held in Aalborg, Aarhus, Esbjerg, Odense and Copenhagen and Frederiksborg. Crown Princess Mary joined Crown Prince Frederick during the one mile with Olympic athletes and participants who were also born in 1968. Crown Prince Frederick met Crown Princess Mary during the Sydney Olympics in 2000, which was why she joined in the Royal Run at Odense. During the last leg in Copenhagen and Frederiksborg, 
Crown Prince Frederick ran the last race of 10 kilometres through the city, including Emalienborg Palace Square at the 5 kilometre mark. Queen Margareta appeared on the balcony of Christian IX's palace during the race, whilst Crown Princess Mary with Prince Christian, Princess Isabella, Prince Vincent and Princess Josephine cheered on the runners. All the participants, including the Crown Prince couple and their four children, received special commemorative medals. More than 70,000 people participated in the Royal Run in Denmark's five largest cities. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. married Duke and Duchess of Sussex made their first official engagement at a garden party at Buckingham Palace on Tuesday the 22nd of May. They have delayed their honeymoon so they could attend the Prince of Wales's 70th birthday patronage celebration. About 6,500 people from 386 of Prince Charles's patronages as well as all 18 of his military affiliations were also represented. There were another 306 guests from the emergency services including the police, fire and ambulance, mountain rescue and the Royal National Lifeboat Institution. Prince Harry gave a speech, but he was disrupted by a buzzing bee, which Meghan thought was rather funny and laughed. He concluded his speech by asking everyone to join him in wishing the Prince of Wales a very happy birthday, six months ahead of his 70th. Meanwhile, the Duke of Cambridge attended the Manchester Arena National Service of Commemoration, marking the first year anniversary since the terrorist attack in Manchester. The multi-faith service remembered those who lost their lives and was attended by survivors and those who lost family or friends. It also gave thanks to emergency service workers who assisted with the attack and during the aftermath. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au To a report in the Daily Telegraph, some state members of Parliament want the Duke and Duchess of Sussex to visit a regional area in New South Wales, such as Bathurst, Dubbo or the Hunter Valley, rather than remaining in Sydney whilst attending the Invictus Games in October. Labor shadow treasurer Ryan Park, despite being a staunch Republic supporter, wants Harry and Meghan to visit the Illawarra area, which is south of Sydney. The member for Bathurst, Paul Toole, is pushing for a royal visit to his electorate, which is famous for the Bathurst 1000 touring car race on Mount Panorama. The Hunter Valley is famous for its wines and horse racing, with some of the largest horse studs near Scone. Also, royal visits are believed to help boost tourism in regional towns. Queen Elizabeth visited many country towns in New South Wales during her visit to Australia in 1954, which was said to be a rather gruelling itinerary especially during the summer months. On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal History. Princess Victoria, the only child of Edward, Duke of Kent and Princess Victoria of Saxe-Coburg-Saufeld, was born at Kensington Palace on the 24th of May in 1819. She was christened in the Coppola Room in Kensington Palace as Alexandrina Victoria. 
She was called Alexandrina after her godfather, Tsar Alexander I of Russia, and Victoria after her mother. The Duke and Duchess of Kent had chosen Georgina, Charlotte or Augusta, but Princess Victoria's uncle, the Prince Regent, who had the final say over the baby's name, said no. The princess was always known as Victoria. Her father died about nine months later, but after seeing the Duke of Kent's older brothers had no surviving legitimate heirs, Victoria was fifth in the line of succession to the throne. King George III died a week later in 1820, so his eldest son, who had been the Prince Regent, inherited the throne as George IV. George IV died in 1830, so his next surviving brother became William IV. Seeing King William had no surviving children either, Victoria became the heir presumptive until his death in 1837, less than a month after her 18th birthday. In Australia, the 24th of May used to be known as Empire Day from 1905 to celebrate Queen Victoria's birthday. The day was celebrated with a range of patriotic activities across the nation, with a focus on schoolchildren who were given a half-day holiday after celebratory activities and fireworks during the evening. It became known as Cracker Night until 1958. However, the name was changed to Commonwealth Day by British Prime Minister Harold Macmillan in 1958 and the date for Commonwealth Day was changed to the second Monday in March during the early 1970s. Cracker Night was eventually celebrated on the Queen's birthday public holiday instead until it was banned in New South Wales on the 7th of June in 1987. However, Cracker Night is still celebrated in Tasmania and the Northern Territory. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.